Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello and good evening, afternoon, and good morning, everyone, whenever you are listening to this. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or some other podcatcher that's out there, thank you so much. I really appreciate you tuning in to Travel Tips Tuesday. I love being able to just to give out some awesome travel advice, share some travel memories, and we all kind of have a great conversation, and it's a good time. So thank you all. Uh, Tonight, we are going to get into a great conversation about a topic that's been on my mind for some time, and that is domestic travel. So there are a lot of international travel restrictions that are out there. It's not really uh, feasible or possible to leave the bounds of the United States right now. So for a lot of people, they're looking for somewhere to go that's closer to home, but maybe they still want a little bit of adventure. Maybe they still want uh, to explore a little bit, and this episode is for you. We're also going to share a little bit of Disney Park News and talk a little bit Universal as well, because after After all, Travel Tips Tuesday is all about magical tips, tricks, and more. So I hope that you enjoy tonight's episode. So let's get into it, shall we? This is Travel Tips Tuesday, and tonight it is June the 16th, 2020. And before we get into tonight's content, right off the bat, I want to share with you all some very important podcast news. The first bit of that is uh, my new podcast, um, that's going to be based around my training for the Dopey Challenge at Walt Disney World at the Walt Disney World Resort for the uh, Marathon Weekend in 2020. I uh, already have an Instagram account. Uh, if you go to Instagram and search uh, Run Dopey by 40, that's Run Dopey by 40, all one word. Uh, you'll be able to find that there, and you can kind of see what pictures I have put up so far. I'm also going to have a podcast kind of by the same name where I'm going to do a weekly sort of update on my training podcast, talk about, or my training progress rather, talk about uh, some uh, training tips. Uh, talk about run Disney, you know, how to book a, a race package, you know, what that looks like, how it's different from a regular vacation. Um, and also just share some other kind of tidbits from my experience so far uh, and just sort of some reflections leading up to that, because I find hopefully it can be helpful for those of you maybe that are just getting into, you know, into running. I'm not a fitness expert by any means. I don't claim that, um, but I have done a few things I can speak from my personal experience. So look forward to being able to do that. Also, in two weeks, and this is a super special announcement that I'm very, very excited about. Two weeks from tonight, we're going to have a very special guest on Travel Tips Tuesday that I am looking forward to. Uh, Mr. Adam Duckworth, who is the president and founder and chief uh, motivator, one might say, of Travel Nation, uh, the the travel agency, shameless plug, here we go, got the t-shirt, um, that I'm affiliated with uh, will be on here. And Adam's an amazing guy, has such a wonderful heart uh, to, to serve people and to really kind of want to make a difference and impact in this world and help, you know, some families and individuals and groups create some amazing dreams. He's put together um, an agency of now, I think, around 450 agents with Travel Nation. When I joined, it was right around 200. Uh, so since I've joined in the short time that I've been part of the agency, it's more than doubled. And there's a reason for that. It's not about just getting people to kind of climb on 
board. Uh, Travelmation is doing a lot of things very well, uh, and I'm really excited to see where the future is headed. And in Travelmation, we always say to the future. There's a lot of meaning in that. And uh, anyway, very excited to have Adam here. He's going to share a little bit about his Disney story. You know, may go into a few other topics uh, if he's able. Hey, Michael, uh, good to see you tonight. Uh, we may go into a few other topics that is Adam is able, uh, and we're going to cover uh, next week, so the week before Adam is on the show, next week we are going to uh, talk about a few other things as well and hopefully have some more uh, theme park updates. So uh, that's my kind of podcast plug and sort of news for that right off the top. Uh, some Disney news that I wanted to mention to you, and some of this came out today. Um, and if, if you, this is applicable to only certain guests, so please keep in mind this particular bit of news is not applicable to everybody that wants to go to Walt Disney World or even those that uh, have a reservation at this point um, but, but so this is a very specific thing and I'm just going to read it verbatim from Disney guests with Disney Resort Hotel reservations for arrivals June 22nd through July 10th 2020 can make dining reservations for select Walt Disney World Resort Hotel and available Disney Springs dining locations beginning on June 18th 2020 so June 18th is just a couple of days from now uh, so just be aware of that if you're heading down to Walt Disney World Resort soon uh, please just kind of tuck that in the back of your mind. Again, the theme parks themselves are going to start a phase reopening on July the 11th. So these dining reservations that you can make, uh, a couple of things. Number one, are not for theme park dining experiences. Number two, they cannot be done currently, from what I understand, through the My Disney Experience uh, app. They have to be called in. So again, very limited availability. If you are going for a resort hotel only stay, from June 22nd to July 10th, um, those dining reservations are going to open up in a couple of days. If you have the, your package booked with a travel agent, please speak with them about it. Um, you know They would love to help you out. Uh, and if you have any other questions about that, kind of how, how that works or you know the process and whatnot, uh, please let me know. Also, for those of you that are wondering about the wonderful reservation system, um, I messaged a few clients today that you were having some questions about that. Uh, we don't really have any current updates on that new park reservation system that's coming out, although you know we know it's coming out at some point, hopefully relatively soon. Uh, so just you know be on the lookout for updates from that. Uh, for me, if it happens on a Tuesday, we'll talk about it on Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, I'll be sending, you know, messages and, you know, social media stuff on Instagram and email and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so that's my Disney news update for tonight. So our content for tonight, I'm actually pretty excited about because this is going to take me back down kind of childhood memory lane a little bit. I'm not going to share a bunch of, bunch of, you know, crazy childhood anecdotal stories or anything like that. Um, but I did want to mention... Uh, a few things, uh, a few destinations, rather, a few places to go and explore. Uh, for some of you, that may be closer to home. For others of you, it may be more of you know an adventure to do some of these things, uh, even if they are closer to home. Because for some of us, especially if you're you know in my neck of the woods in the southeast, you're within driving distance from you know the beaches of Gulf Shores or or you know down South Alabama, Gulf Shores or Orange Beach or uh, you know maybe even some of the beaches in Florida. Um, you know, all along the Florida coast, you know, we can go and do a lot of those things. We can head to the mountains easy. There's, there's a lot of really cool things kind of here and there hidden about that you can do. So tonight we're going to talk about our top seven non-theme park domestic travel destinations. So the top seven non-theme park domestic travel destinations. So as people are dreaming and, and, and thinking and sort of 
like, you know, they're, they're done with this whole quarantine thing. Now, you know, I fully recommend to practice social distancing, to be safe, you know, adhere to those guidelines that are out there. I'm not saying for you just to kind of, you know, throw caution to the wind and, and go for it. I mean, I want you to do things carefully. I want you to do things intentionally, make the best decisions for you and your family, you know, and for those, you know, around you and whatnot. You know, I, I'm not going to send a client to a place um, where, you know, they are, um, you know, where, where I know, you know, they don't need to go, right. I'm not going to try to sell them on an experience that is not a good fit for right now. So like international travel is pretty much just not an option, uh, for the time being, uh, even theme park destinations for the most part. Um, I said, we weren't going to talk a lot about Disney tonight. We will talk some about universal, right? So if I don't say that, um, if say anything about it, by the time I get to the bottom of my list, we will talk about Universal because Universal Orlando is open right now. Universal Orlando City Walk uh, and the, uh, the, the theme parks, the two main theme parks, Islands of Adventure and uh, Universal Studios Orlando, plus the water park, Volcano Bay, are all open. Um, the vast majority of the attractions are open and operating. There's been some modifications you know, to them, uh, to some of the experiences rather, not necessarily the attractions themselves, but to many of the experiences like character greetings, uh, among other things. So just some kind of things to be aware of as you're, uh, as you're planning for some of your destinations. So um, I, will, I will mention Universal. That'll be one, my one exception to uh, this kind of here towards the end. So top seven, let's start number one and number one is kind of a um i'm sorry chris yeah i said the bad u word <laughs> whoops don't tell mickey uh shh right break your eyes um anyway so um the, the my first thing uh on my list of non-theme park domestic travel destinations and this is again sort of a very broad general category based on where you are in the United States. If you're in Hawaii, if you're in Alaska, if you're in middle America, if you're in, you know, East coast, West coast, somewhere in between, um, the plains doesn't matter where you are. Uh, you will likely have something within this specific category, uh, close to you. That's easy to access. And the great part about this is, is that these experiences for the most part are relatively inexpensive. If you play them right, uh, sometimes they're completely free and that I'm talking about, uh, national parks, and we'll extend that into uh, national reserves because there are some reserves that are out there that are operated in the National Park Service where you can go and experience. Some of them, you know, do not require uh, any sort of like admission fee. Um, you know, there are lots of different guidelines and whatnot that you'll have to follow that are very similar to regular kind of national park guidelines. Um, but even even close to me, just an hour and a half east of where I am in northeast Alabama, um, there's the uh, Little River kind of national preserve area in Little River Canyon um, in the Fort Payne, Alabama area. We literally used to live five minutes uh, from this place. Still have a lot of friends that live in that area. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, at one point in time, I think it was called the uh, labeled the largest kind of canyon system, uh, I believe, east of the Mississippi in the United States. Absolutely beautiful, especially during the fall when the leaves change. Um, it's just a great place to go hiking, to go exploring. There's a lot of cool uh, little small towns sort of on the way with some great food and great things to sort of see and catch up on. There's also DeSoto State Park uh, in, in North Alabama. That's a fun place to see as well, DeSoto Falls. So lots of hiking and camping opportunities for you outdoorsy folks up in my neck of the woods. 
it's a great place to come and see. So national parks, uh, you know, big ones that people think of Yellowstone, the first one, right? Yellowstone is an amazing place. Go see Old Faithful. You know, there, there are things, the thing about national park vacations is that um, there are things there for families, for individuals, for honeymoons, for, for honeymooners, for any, like for groups, for any type of group you know, or person, if you like hate the outdoors and you just want to go see some wildlife and you want to go see old faithful over at Yellowstone and maybe, you know, learn some cool stuff. You don't have to go camping out in the middle of nowhere. There's some really awesome luxury, luxurious, I can't talk tonight, luxurious resorts, um, within the theme parks There are not many, uh, but there are some within some of the national parks rather, uh, that you may want to check out and you may want to look into. And, you know, not every national park has experiences like that. Um, but there's some really cool, unique things that you can see that are part of, you know, our country that can kind of expand your mind for, uh, just, just the beauty of creation that's out there. You know, they can be really relaxing experiences. You know, if you're a homeschool family like me, shout out homeschool families, uh, they can be very educational experiences as well. So, um, you know, that's another great thing about national parks. You can learn a ton uh, when you go there and experience a ton as well. So thanks, Michael. Uh, Glad you came on tonight. Appreciate that. The love on the question of the day. Uh, Number two, and if you ever hear me, by the way, if you're new to Travel Tips Tuesday and you're like, you're like randomly giving shout outs. These are people that are watching this via Facebook Live that I'm, you know, talking back to. Right. So uh, tonight's topic is the top seven non-theme park destinations uh, for domestic travel. Number two, and this is really kind of two two places, but there are a lot of similarities between these two destinations. So I'll lump both of them together. Uh, Savannah, Georgia, and Charleston, South Carolina. So a lot of people draw parallels between these two specific places. Uh, They are steeped in in history within the United States, you know, kind of pre-Revolutionary War era um, history. There's there's a lot to do there, a lot to see, a lot to experience. Uh, you know, carriage tours in, in both places that you can take. A lot of really good food. Uh, really close to beaches. If you like beaches, you know that's your thing. There's some beaches that are pretty close by. Um, again, just a lot of really awesome nooks and crannies to explore. Uh, some amazing bed and breakfast. If you just want to go for like you know a weekend trip or or stay for a bit and not have to worry about much and just sort of want to have a hometown kind of feel where you're not stressed out. You know, a lot of what you want to do is within walking distance and you're not going to break the ba- bank with every experience out the door. These are two great places to visit. They're, they're also pretty great around the holidays uh, as well. Might want to stay away from Savannah around the time of, uh, say, in March or in St. Patrick's Day. Just trust me on that. Um, but other than that, you know, great places to experience, especially around the holidays, are really cool things. Uh, my wife and I went to uh, Savannah for our first year wedding anniversary uh, many years ago, and we happened to be there on the night of their town Christmas parade. It was just a really cool thing. Um, you know, we got to eat some amazing food and see some really cool stuff and went on a little ghost tour. It, it was fun. It was it, it was a really cool, neat experience and I really recommend visiting Savannah and also Charleston as well. So a lot of the same kind of stuff. Um, you know, you have a little bit closer access, access to the beaches in Charleston, though the ones close to Savannah are not far, far away at all. Um, and again, two places you definitely want to check out, especially if you're in kind of the southeast uh, area or eastern kind of seaboard area of the states. The third thing is this, uh, and earlier in my post today on my personal feed, I, I lumped in non-beach into this, but uh, in this particular list, I put the beach on there because, uh, again, in our area, in our neck of the woods, uh, beaches are very easily accessible. You know, in today's day and age, what we're 
going through right now, we do have to be very careful about, you know, social distancing and, and, and being safe and, you know, doing things, uh, you know, with, with intention, with respect to other people and, you know, where, where they are and what's going on. So, you know, when you go to the beach, if you're taking a beach vacation, you know, play it safe, right? You know, it goes beyond just putting on the proper amount of sunscreen, go, those kinds of things. Play it safe, have fun, you know, respect other people around you. Uh, if they're wearing masks, if they're not being wearing masks, if, you know, just all that kind of stuff. So uh, beaches are a great place to go because of the sand. Some of you may hate sand. That's okay. Stay in the condo all day. Just chill out. <laughs> beaches may not be your thing. I don't know. But if you love seafood, uh, they're a great opportunity to go for a lot of them where you can get some fresh seafood. And usually with a lot of beach destinations, there are other things to do that are close by. Uh, key example being one of our favorite beaches to go to is Daytona Beach, uh, right there in Central Florida. There's a lot of great stuff to do in Central Florida. In Daytona, you have the Daytona International Speedway, um, and you know there's a lot of other cool stuff to do as well. Uh, charter charter a boat, charter a boat, and go deep sea fishing. Right, uh, you know, if you figure out the season, maybe you can hit it right and go during snapper season. So there's, um, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do uh, down around the beaches. It's not just about going and sticking your feet in the sand. Right, you can have an adventure when you go too. Uh, it'll be pretty excited. Number four, and number four is uh, these are really in no particular order. It's not like you know old David Letterman's top ten list or anything. Um, but number four is uh, a place that I think every person uh, should visit that's, that's hearing this. Uh, go to Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C. is uh, a place, obviously, it's our nation's capital, but there are a lot of great museums there um, that go deep into our nation's history, also that talk about you know, a lot of the, the many wonders of the world. Um, the National Air and Space Museum is one of my favorite places. The Natural History Museum uh, that's up there is also pretty awesome as well. There's a lot of really cool things to do to see that are in direct relation to kind of our country and the government, you know, visit to the Capitol building. Uh, you know, if you can work it out, you know, the Washington Monument, the, the Lincoln Memorial, uh, all those kinds of things, um, you know, walking the mall. So it's just a really cool place to go and see. It's very commuter friendly. So, you know, you don't have to stay necessarily in town at the most expensive hotel. There's a lot of options around the city for you because there are lots of people always coming and going. Um, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's one of the kind of places where you could literally fly into to Reagan national hop on the Metro and take it in town. You would, you wouldn't theoretically have to ever rent a car while you're there. Uh, if you plan it right, and if you're curious about that, um, how that works, and those kinds of things, feel free to talk to me. I would love to kind of break down some great places to visit and to see um, while you're in Washington D.C. So uh, it's a pretty neat place to see, not just for the you know history of it, but there's also some pretty great food in town as well if you're a foodie. So um, number five, and this was an answer earlier on my list, and I was very excited that it was there because this is one of my favorite places to go, especially during the holidays. Uh, my wife, my wife's family has a tradition of going here uh, about every year, every other year uh, or so for Thanksgiving. That is Gatlinburg, the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area uh, up in Tennessee, kind of north of Knoxville, uh, Tennessee. And it is a beautiful place to go again in the fall just because of all the leaves changing. Um, it's a little bit cooler over that way because you're a little bit kind of higher up in the mountains and kind of where it's situated, it's within driving distance for a good section of our country. Um, and it's just a fun place to go. It's, it's relatively inexpensive. You can stay in a cabin, you can stay in a hotel, you know, you can rent a condo if you want. There's lots of different things that you could do there. Uh, if you do want to go to a national park, uh, Gallenberg is 
kind of known as the gateway to the Smokies. So you could go visit uh, Smoky Mountain National Park, Park, excuse me, head up to Kate's Cove uh, and and enjoy that. There's a lot of really kind of hidden, fun hidden nooks and crannies uh, around the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area as far as the food and attractions go. Um, if you want to go and just kind of indulge yourself uh, for a while with your family uh, or go for a quiet weekend trip, you know, there's something for everybody in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. That's the thing. There's something for everybody there, and it's just such a relaxing, uh, fun place to go. And the Old Smoky Candy Kitchen in downtown Gatlinburg is one of my favorite places to visit to get some of their fudge. I love watching those taffy machines pull taffy. Um, it's just, again, it's a lot of fun. It's a great, it's a great place to go. If you have questions about Gatlinburg, would love to talk to you about Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. Uh, number six on the list is New York. So New York, New York, uh, also another place that is steeped in history when talking about our country. Um, you know, there are a lot of places that you can go and visit there, like the 9-11 Memorial, um, the Statue of Liberty. You can go see a Broadway show. You can visit a lot of the uh, many other places around town. You know, the different boroughs all have something different to offer if you wanted to explore out a little bit. If you're more of a touring kind of person instead of just, a, you know, I want to go and see some stuff, right? But if you want to go and, and, and engage yourself in the culture, New York City is a great place to go and learn and experience. Of course, Broadway has a lot of amazing, incredible shows to visit. Times Square, you know, lots of great shops and restaurants and places to see and things to do. Uh, so again, great, super awesome place to go. Very busy um, place as well. And, you know, great place to dream about going to visit someday. And the last one on the list of our top seven non-theme park domestic travel destinations is Boston, Massachusetts. So uh, Boston is a fun place to go and visit for a number of reasons. Again, I keep going back to this, but I think, you know, living in the States, you know, it's important, you know, being here, you know, living in this country to kind of have an understanding for our nation's history, uh, especially where it, it comes from. Um, and uh, Boston is a great place to go and visit. You can learn a lot about uh, the, the history of Boston and the history of our country when you're there, take some tours, uh, you know, go, if you're, if you're, if it's during major league baseball season and they're actually playing baseball, you can go by Fenway for a game. You can enjoy some amazing food uh, while you're there as well. Uh, some chowder as it were, <laughs> um, and, uh, and have a great time. So Boston is a great place to go and, uh, and take your family or again, uh, just kind of for a weekend trip if you're close by in that area of the country. So, I would love to hear from you all. If you have a favorite travel destination, uh, please drop that in the comments. That was our question of the day right up top. Again, what is your favorite non-theme park travel, domestic travel destination? What is your favorite non-theme park domestic travel destination? Please drop that in the comments. I would love to be able to share that with some others. If people are dreaming and thinking, or you can tell me why, like I love to know why. So people answered me earlier on my personal feed and, you know, I kind of asked them a follow-up question. So, uh, Chris Perrin says hot lobster rolls from Neptune oysters, man, that sounds good. It sounds really good to me if I wasn't allergic to shellfish, but I'm sure for those of you that love uh, a good crustacean out there, um, you can enjoy that. Oh, uh, another one. So this is a bonus one that I'll throw in here for you tonight. So we'll exchange, exchange this to, um, to eight, uh, is Maine. If you have not visited Maine in the United States, it is a wonderful place to go. It's very, very close, obviously right up there in the northern, north, far northeastern part of the country, uh, up next to Canada. 
And there's a lot of really neat things to do, uh, you know, hiking opportunities if you love seafood, lobster. Um, and, you know, I, obviously I don't eat lobster because of my shellfish allergy, but have been up there and was able to have some great food while I was there as well. Um, if you're a fan of L.L. Bean, L.L. Bean is based up in Maine. Uh, you can go up there and visit uh, them. And there's just, again, a lot of really cool stuff to do uh, up there in that neck of the woods. So. Um, you know, I really appreciate you guys hopping on uh, every week for Travel Tips Tuesday. This really is a lot of fun uh, for me doing this week in and week out. And before we close tonight, I said I would give you a quick little update on Universal Orlando um, because many of you know most of their hotels are open, kind of in a lim- limited capacity, along with the theme parks. Again, a limited capacity. There are some health and sa- safety measures you need to be aware of that involve you know mask and temperature screenings and those kinds of things. But you know, I've been watching a lot of agents as well as uh, even hearing uh, from you know my wife of somebody that she knows that is in Universal Orlando right now and most everybody's having a great time right you know it can be a little bit warm during the summer sure I understand that but um, you know when you go to places like that you can have an amazing time you know you can relax and just have fun and let go you know one of the things that people like about the Universal Orlando Resort is that for the most part it's kind of geared towards um, older children not you know younger children now Universal Orlando yes you know you have uh, you have Seuss Landing you know you have the minions you have those kind of thematic elements that are there that are a lot of fun to hang out and see um, you know some great food of course keep talking about food um, it's Chris Perrin's fart fault if you're still on because we were talking about that earlier um, on on the feed question so um, anyway, um, so yeah, go check out Universal Orlando. If you want to get down to Central Florida, if you do want your theme park fix, uh, definitely go to Universal. You will not be disappointed. Even if you're a Disney enthusiast, um, if you love Harry Potter, uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is there. You can go, you know, have a buddy butter beer. You can stop by the Three Broomsticks. Um, you can, you know, go to King's Cross and hop on the Hogwarts Express, and you see a lot of really cool stuff. The detail there is just absolutely amazing. So um, please check out. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Go check out Volcano Bay, the theme park, uh, water park that's there as well. Um, And, you know, not too busy right now. So people say, well, why would you recommend going there now? Well, uh, a lot of these places are some of the best places to go now because they're taking very intentional steps to, to keep things clean and safe, not just for the people coming in, but also for the people that work there because they don't want, you know, people getting sick. They want to be able to, you know, have a place where people can go and create some memories uh, and, and enjoy themselves and have an amazing time. So if you're curious about that, how all that works, uh, you know, I, we talk about Disney all the time, um, but, you know, as the um, kind of sort of moniker of Travel Tips Tuesday is magical tips, tricks, and more, this follows follows under the and more part of it just like Travelmation is doing Disney and more this year um, you know we do a lot of different things and Universal is definitely one of those national parks uh, beach vacations uh, cruising you know planning you know further out to 2021 even 2022 uh, for cruising experiences so if you can dream it we can book it and we want to make sure that we lessen the hassle for you so you can focus on making memories and some incredible dreams along the way. So thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. This has been a lot of fun tonight. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, If you have any feedback, we'd love uh, for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are so willing, let me know what you think. So thanks again, and we'll see you guys next week very soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.